0: Welcome to the Childcare Business Coach podcast with Evelyn Knight where mindset and mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE Revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello, hello beautiful people and welcome to the Childcare Business Coach podcast. I am so happy to be here today. The sun is shining and It looks beautiful out my windows today, so I hope you're enjoying some of the natural beauty that this world has to offer for us today and pretty much every day, even when the sun isn't shining, it's still beautiful, right? Um, So today we're going to talk about something that I get so many questions on and I'm kind of scared to dive into sometimes. And um, I think most of us are scared of right now. If you are in my age demographic, at least, or even a little bit younger, it's just something that's so unfamiliar to us. I have to say this uh, topic makes me feel sympathy to my mother (laughs) for when she was raising me, because I think every generation has to go through something that is just so foreign to them and hard for us to navigate and so new. And I think a, a lot of this... I kind of go to my own kids for, because it really is hard. I mean, if you think back to when you were the up and coming generation, there was something about us that didn't quite resonate. That wasn't quite what our parents' generation understood, right? And they really, really struggled with it. But to us, it was perfectly reasonable and we got it. And this is one of those issues. Gender identity is one of those issues. It's really hard for us to grasp. So I had to deal with this at my child care center a couple weeks ago. And I have to confess that it did not go the way I thought it would at all. Um, it was much easier. But I do want to navigate through some of the topics that I talked to my own management team about. And I want to navigate through how we really looked and dealt with it and really just tackled this topic as a team for CCBP. I think that might be helpful um, for each of you to understand where it happened, the technique I was going to use and where I was going to go. Uh, but before that, I just want to touch on some housekeeping items. Tickets for the Childcare Business Summit are coming up. This is going to be a team summit in Dallas, Texas this year. So make sure you get your tickets. We still actually have a few available. We are almost sold out. Make sure you get your tickets. Uh, we're really focusing on leveling up. And just um, if you've been to any of my events, I am going to... Always bring in everyday leadership, not just leadership, but life lessons where you can level up as a person. And how can you make your child care center level up while you're leveling you up? Because if you're not leveling up from within and fixing your mind, you're not going to be able to level up your child care center. But the same goes for your teachers and your management staff, everybody working for you. We all need to be able to think at a higher level. So that's where we're coming from. Uh, Day one, I am going to be doing a major series uh, on uh, fierce leadership. And it doesn't matter if your team is a leader or not. Everybody has to lead in some capacity. You are leading your life. It's how you show up to life, how you show up every day. How do you want to show up for your life? What do you, the person you want to be so badly and how can you make that happen? And I'm really going to focus on just becoming aware and what steps you can take now. There's so much you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, we've all been through something in our lives where we just didn't realize. And I'm going to open your mind and your eyes to so much. Yesterday, I had a really profound experience for myself. Um, for those of you who don't know about seven, eight years ago, I used to weigh almost 300 pounds and yesterday, uh, I went to, um, well, I live in Nevada. So we went to a casino, a restaurant that's inside a casino and I went to use a bathroom and apparently I know this is where the bathroom hasn't been remodeled in about eight years, but I went into the same bathroom I had gone into eight years ago. And eight years ago, I think it was around eight years, I'm guesstimating, but it's going to be somewhere between seven to 10 years. So that's kind of where I went with eight. Um, I went into this bathroom and there's a full length mirror. And um, at my old house and when I previously lived in, I didn't have any full length mirrors. So I only saw myself like basically what you see on camera is all I saw of me. And I hadn't been weighing myself either. And I had walked around the corner right? The way this bathroom works, it's kind of weird. You walk in and then you walk around a corner and then another corner and you enter the actual bathroom. Uh, there's no doors. So they just kind of wind it through. So for the privacy aspect of it, but I remember the first time I walked in, I walked in that around that first corner and there was a full length mirror and I saw myself and it was when I had gained so much weight. Um, and, and I wasn't like, there was only a couple years in my life where I weighed that much, Um, I was heavier, but I wasn't like like that morbidly obese is what clinically I was classified as at the time. And I couldn't believe it. Like I literally looked in the mirror and I did not recognize the person I saw. I had no idea that I had gained so much weight and I was so big. I was only seeing myself from the top, you know, and I tend to be more one of those that's bottom heavy, not so much top. Even now, if you saw me, it's just more, um, I guess it's pear shape, right? What they call And, um, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I could not believe that the, that was me in the mirror. And yesterday I had the moment where I came around the same corner, forgot that mirror was there. And there I was in front of the same mirror. But this time I was so happy because I had that flashback to being there eight years ago and being so disappointed in what had happened to me. And after that, I had, I had, called my doctor, got into a doctor's appointment, got myself weighed, found out how much I weighed. And I was so disappointed in myself. So it was such a profound experience going from that experience eight years ago to the experience yesterday where I was so proud of me for what I've done. I've lost um, altogether. I don't know how much it is at this point, but I know I lost count at about 160 pounds. So I'm literally more than 50% smaller or I weigh less, I should say, than I did then. Uh, and I've, I've just come so far that I was really proud of myself. But that is kind of the point on you don't know what you don't know. And that's why I'm doing this Child Care Business Summit. And it's the that's what I do every year. It's, it's the whole journey, right? It is you, your whole person. When you level up as a leader, it's gonna come from you. And when I went on that journey, to better me. It was like this domino effect. I became a better business owner. I used to be an awful business owner. And then I became a better business owner. I became a better boss. I became um, a better mom, better wife. I lost over 160 pounds. I, I just really changed my entire life because I started to really learn how to make me better and the childcare business summit is going to revolve a lot around that. You don't know what you don't know. Sometimes we look in the mirror every single day and we stop seeing ourselves. I'm going to help you to see you again. But to see the beautiful side of you, the side that you might have forgotten exists. I did. I did. And I went through years of self-loathing. <sighs> Sorry. And now it is such a relief to be able to look in the mirror and not hate the person I see and really be able to accept and love who I am. And I know that sounds all, you know, just kind of to some of you. <laughs> and I know for you listening to the podcast, i like, eh, what is that? Right. But I know it, that just doesn't sound right. But deep down inside, you know, that's what you want for your life. You want to be a great leader. You want to have a successful business, a successful life. You want to wake up every morning excited to be alive and to face the day. One of the things I love to say is I want to wake up every Monday morning and not say, Oh God, it's Monday. But instead of, Oh God, it's Monday. Or thank you, God. It's another Monday. Just being excited for life. And you can have that too. And I'm going to go through, and we do have other speakers as well. I'm not the only one, but I am going to spend a lot of time working with you guys on Friday. And I'm going to take you through a huge process on day one where we really do the work. If you've done anything that I do, we really get in and do the work. I never want you to walk away with anything that you pay me for unless you have something tangible that you can take back to with you to your center the day you go back to work and implement it immediately into your life. That is my one of my big goals, is to make sure I don't waste your time. I have taken so many trainings. I'm sure there's some laying around here that I have kept, and I thought they were amazing. They were wonderful. Actually, I know. I just actually found one I did last year. I took last year, about actually a little bit over a year ago. Most amazing training ever, right? And I thought, oh, when I get home, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to get into it. But I never did. And it went into my filing cabinet and I literally found it over the weekend and thought, I should have really done this. This is great stuff. And I did file it again. And I've told this example before, but I did. I did exactly what I talk about. And I thought, okay, I'm going to find the time, but I'm going to put it in the file for now. And I'll probably go through my file next year, look at it and realize, just might as well throw it away. Never going to do it. My commitment is to not do that to you. I want you to take something with you that is going to change your life, that you're literally going to have something completed and ready to put into practice the next day. And that is what my customers tell me we do all the time is we give you the stuff that you can actually implement. I give you the time to work on it. So you have something implementable. So, I know I kind of got on that soapbox so now I will get back to the topic at hand. Let's talk about just these issues and and it is hard for a lot of us and whether we disagree or we agree that really isn't even the issue happening here, right? It's more we just don't know how to deal with it a lot of times. Especially um and and if you're from a generation younger than me just be patient with my generation. We really we're learning. This is a learning curve for us, and we're figuring out what is appropriate and what isn't. And for those of you who aren't in leadership, who are watching this or listening to this, understand the position we're in. We're torn right now between two worlds. There's some of our parents who really disagree with uh, these gender issues, and then we have some that are just all in. Right? And and then we have staff that's the same way where this staff member is absolutely like, no way, no how, and this staff members all, we need to be open and honest. And I am not going to take a stance either way. I am not going to say which camp I belong to here, but I am going to tell you how I believe in dealing with it, and I'm sorry, I should actually let me silence those notifications there. I forgot. Um, But I'm going to tell you how I dealt with it when it just came up in my own center. First of all, I have a very strong belief that um, it is not my place or my center's place to ever parent a child. That is the parent's responsibility. Indoctrinating a child is not my responsibility. It is not. And as a matter of fact, I find it unethical for me to indoctrinate a child. I am a very strong Christian conservative woman. I believe very strongly in my Christian principles, right? And those of you who follow me know I am a God girl. I'm unashamedly, absolutely, 100% a God girl. But it is not my place to force that on anybody's child. It is not my place. And in fact, I respect what every parent is teaching their child and what their personal belief system is, as long as it is not abusive to the child and in any way harming that child, it is not my place. It is not my place to parent somebody else's child, to indoctrinate someone else's child. And I don't believe it's any of our places. That is a family's right. Who am I to say that, you can't believe what you're supposed to believe, right? And I'm a very like, um for those of in my personal life, I am pretty fanatical. I mean, you guys can see I've got it across here. right If you can even tell, I have a tattoo of my life of Bible verse. um it's like it is me to the core. But I am not gonna force my beliefs onto somebody else. Will I share it? Will I ever, I am unashamed of who I am. I will always talk about the love of Christ and how it changed my life, but I am not ever going to push someone away who doesn't believe what I believe. I'm not going to shame them, criticize them. And most importantly, I will never, ever indoctrinate their children. So it's it just a family's right is a family's Right. So in that case, I don't think it's really matters what my personal opinion is. It doesn't matter because we are secondary to the parents, right? And that's how I feel. tell basically what I tell my teachers as well, it doesn't matter what we personally think. All that matters is what the parents think, but that means all the parents and that can get sticky. Can't get complicated because this parent might believe this and this parent might believe this and now we're going to clash, right? So basically, <laughs> what I believe is being respectful of everybody's opinion is what's important. And in order to be respectful in a situation like this, I believe we really just have to make it almost I, 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 and wording, this is going to be tough because I'm not going to say that it's a non-issue, but it doesn't need to become an issue at the same time. Um, I think we create more issues than are necessary in our society. And if you really think about it, well, if you know, I'm many of you may not even realize this, but human sexuality for children, uh, younger children, like any child under eight years old, they don't even understand human sexuality. It isn't even in their brain yet. We as adults understand human sexuality, but their brains aren't even wired yet to understand this. So we are projecting onto them our own feelings, right? But they don't get it. So why does it even become an issue, or why do we even bring it up? Why is it discussed in the ECE classroom? I understand teaching openness, right? And not being, um, like not allowing them to become, uh, like hateful towards a group. That I get, being like to, and, and that is the same thing with equity, right? It's just making sure that we show love and kindness to everybody. That is one thing, but the question of sexuality, they don't even understand it. So why would it even come up? Right. They don't understand sexuality, but I do strongly feel that kindness is important. And I know many of you who watch me and hear me know that as a Christian woman, you might think, okay, yeah, but right. But Christ is love. And I and I can tell you right now, when I went to my mission on this earth was that Christ, I am here to spread the love of Christ. And Christ was the most loving person that ever walked this planet. Whether you believe he is the son of God and the savior of our lives, he was an amazingly loving and kind and welcoming person. To me, he was like the first person who really started the feminist movement. If you look at it, he um, basically treated women with equality and he didn't let people disparage women for different things. Um, He loved everybody. He loved the sinners. He, if you understood like him going to a tax collector back then, they were seen as scum of the earth. He literally took what in that society was seen as the lowest of the low and befriended them and showed them love and compassion So it doesn't matter. Like whether, it doesn't matter. My job is to show everybody love and compassion. And my job is also to teach children, to show everybody love and compassion. And I just feel like that is my um, personal... Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.